Welcome to the podcast. To my right, AP18 himself. That's Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left, that is the G-Dub, G-Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? I'm doing good. What is the comics forecast? My name is Marvin here for the uh, week of uh, 3-18-2020. Uh, also reviewing a comic book that didn't come out actually last week, but it's been coming out for a while. Uh, not a lot. Of, we didn't have a lot to talk about that we all get together, so we decided to Go back into the archives and find a comic book to talk about. Possibly uh, something that will tie in with something I'll tell you guys about at the end of the show. But before we get there, uh, those comic books coming out for 3-18-2020. First, we have a book called The Sender, number 10. That is Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn, uh, uh, the sequel to The Sender. How's that book going so far, Garrett? Uh, it's been great. I mean, I would say consistently as an image book that it's just been super good. Uh, you know, there was a little bit of downtime between Descender and Ascender, but this story relies heavily on what you know from Descender. So I'm sure you're aware of everything going on, Marvin. Um, but it is just a great story. And like Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn, like they are just a great team. Uh, there you go. Family Tree. Speaking of Jeff Lemire, number five, Jeff Lemire, Phil Hester, and Eric Gasper. New uh, story arc here. Grandpa Judd refuses to give up the fight even as young Meg begins what could possibly be her final transformation. Or is the world that will be, or is it the world that will be transformed? Uh, Alex, what do you think? Family Tree. So every issue of Family Tree gets better and better and the story is more uh more addictive almost I look, and these covers are have been spectacular for the last five issues this one particularly is kind of disgusting where she's uh essentially peeling off her skin and showing the wood frame or wood body underneath uh and that grandfather judd that dude kicks some major ass i am i'm excited for this book and i i almost wish it came out not necessarily twice a month, because that'd just be ridiculous. But I wish that I could just binge read it over and over. Because I think Defamir just knows how to write every book. Any book he puts out is gold. And you heard it here first. It's gold. No, no. Platinum. 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 There you go. Another book Alex might call Platinum. Middle West, number 16. Scotty Young, Jorge Corona. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Garrett? Um, Middle West, I mean, you hear it whenever uh, Alex talks about it, but it's just such a great book. Uh, sad to hear that this is the third to last issue, because you said issue 18 is the last, Al. That's what I saw was the series finale. Dang. That was number 18, so. So, bittersweet that it's coming to a close, but we've hit an uh, interesting part of the arc. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can definitely see the end game coming, but still sad to see it go, but, man, Ken Scotty, anytime, like, he's a great comedy genius but he can really write a heartfelt story as well did you read strange academy yet no no okay i haven't read it yet i but i think part of me is that scotty young has become such a more uh broadened writer that's not always comedy that this is why this book stands out for me is that there there is funny ish moments but this book really is built on just family tales almost 
Family tales. There you go. Uh, we go Dark Horse Comics with the uh, Starship Down number one. Justin uh, G. Pacoli and Andrea Mato. Uh, cultural anthropological. Anthro. How do you say that, Garrett? Anthropologicalist. Consults with the U.S. Navy intelligence to investigate the discovery. Anthropologist. Excuse me? It's just anthropologist. Uh, I believe that's what I said. I investigates the discovery <laughs> of an external, excuse me, extraterrestrial ship buried under the ice for thousands of years in Siberia. The meddling Russians, Vatican officials, and the international media spotlight and her own insecurities all threaten her efforts to keep the fabric of society from crumbling. It's a brand new thriller for, with blistering art from Andre Muti. So there you go. Uh, new one from Dark Horse. Like I said, I like it that they're putting out these uh, good, uh, like, uh, unique comics instead of uh, doing all this uh, licensed stuff. X-Ray Robot number one. They go Mike Allred, Mike Allred, Mike Allred uh, coming out with a four-issue mini. So if you're interested in Mike Allred, which uh, he is a certain type of style, there you go right there, Mr. Uh, X-Ray Robot. DC Comics, we got Batman number 91. That's Jorge Jimenez and James Tenney the fourth. To save Gotham City, Catwoman will have to commit the greatest heist in the city's history. But hot on her trail are the Penguin, the Riddler, a horde of assassins, and the masked criminal called the Designer. And the most dangerous person standing in her way is the man she's trying to save, Batman. And what complications will his will his arise? And what complications will his arise? I don't think that's supposed to be like that. Uh, yeah. From his new sidekick, Harley Quinn. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Boo. I hated everything about that solicit. Um, it makes me think of like Amazing Spider-Man 2, the movie, where it's just like, it's too much shit. Just too much. Make it a little more simpler I, and more I uh, like better. <laughs> I, I zoned out while Marvin was reading that solicitation. Uh, but every word you said, I hated. So that's why I ignored you. It's I it's a heavy eye roll. Like I think, I think this is a transition arc because he literally got it dumped in his lap. Uh, it's gonna look great, but man, do I want to get to the next arc of this story real bad. So so before the show started, uh, I was literally telling Mar or telling the boys. Marvin was busy getting stuff ready to go. I was telling Garrett that I actually I liked him. I like James's writing a lot. Something Killing the Children is excellent. Uh, so I know he can write a good book. I'm guessing, uh, like Garrett just said, this was thrown at him. He had to put something together. Uh, that's why it seems so rough around the edges when normally he's well thought out. And I think that's what's bugging the shit out of me. Because I know, I know this Batman should be better. Uh, there we go. Uh, also, the Robin 80th Anniversary 100-page special. With Marv Wolfman, Chuck Dixon, Devin Grayson, Tim Seeley, Tom King, Judd Wittick, James Tinning the Fourth, Amy Wolfram, Robbie Thompson, Adam Glass, Peter DiTomasi, and others. Uh, and then we got an art here. We got Tom Germitz, uh, Scott McDaniel, Mikhail Hanin, Kenneth Rockefort, Freddie Williams II, Javi Fernandez, Nicola Scott, Dustin Wynn, Annie Kubert, Frank Miller, and more. So if you're looking for something to celebrate the uh, boy wonder. Uh, it says here, Dick Grayson. No mention of uh, uh, Rich Rick Grayson. So there you go. Yeah, I'm excited to get this. Uh, I saw the Catwoman 80th anniversary is coming up soon too, but 
uh, with this. I saw Chuck Dixon's name, and he's like the writer of the Nightfall and No Man's Land arcs of Batman, so super pumped. What cover are you going to get? thinking that Dustin Wynn one, the 1960s one. That looks pretty cool. I was either, I'm not going to get it, but for me, it'd either be just the original cover of him with the bat, with the red background, or that Dustin Wynn cover is fantastic. Uh, here we go. Jimmy Olsen, number nine, Superman's pal. Uh, 12, Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. How's the uh, Jimmy Olsen holding up? Uh... You know, I'm a couple issues behind, but it's been as fun. Every single issue, it's like four or five comics in one taking place at different times or different events with Jimmy. Uh, the biggest thing being the main storyline of Jimmy living in Gotham City. Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's almost coming to a close, but I've enjoyed it. There you go, Jimmy Olsen. Uh Another sidekick here, uh, as you would say, from uh, Marvel Comics, uh, Leah Williams, Carlos E. Gomez on Amazing Mary Jane number six. Alex, you've been saying this book has been good. How's, how's it holding up? Okay, so for the record, I actually am not caught up. I uh, started playing Borderlands number one last Tuesday, and that's really kind of taken over my life, uh, other than for Suicide Squad number two and three. I actually really enjoyed this book for the fact that it really does kind of tie into the main series, I mean, at least you know that Mary Jane went out to uh, Los Angeles to work on a movie. Turns out she's working for a villain, but she seems to be pretty cool with it, which kind of surprises me. She's most of the time being taken hostage. Uh, it's good, and it actually makes me excited for Leah writing other books, and I can't remember what the next book was that she's putting out, but I was like, you know what? I actually want to give it a try. I think she, she knows how to write a strong woman character, and I think that's something we need. And I actually look forward to it. There you go. There you go. Uh, Captain America number 20, All Die Young. The ramp up to Cap 25 begins here. Uh, Tennessee Coates, Robert Quinn, and Alex Ross. Right on that cover there. Uh, I got to ask you a question here. Alex, you're, you're the person who knows when shit comes out. Uh, is, is this not come out for like two months? No, it's it has came out... I know we didn't talk about, what, 18 or 19, but 19 just came out probably less than a month ago. No. Yeah, we just didn't review it. So I must have just uh, forgot about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I gotta go but, but the thing is that I haven't been putting it on the list for us to talk about, or I know we were doing Christmas-related things and other odds and ends that we probably just surpassed it. Good old Steve. He's still around. Uh, Excalibur number nine. Uh, you still getting Excalibur, Alex? Uh, Teeny Howard, Marcus Toe. I believe actually you said uh, on this show, I believe it was uh, last week or the week before, that uh, you actually enjoyed this book. Has it been good? It is good. So this is more of the, I'm going to call it a apocalypse-based book. Just so if, Not necessarily he's the big boss, but he's, yeah, I guess he's, been, he's the, the Xavier for this team. You'd think it'd be Captain Marvel or um, Jesus. Captain Britain. But she really kind of gets pushed to the side. She's talking to her brother, Jamie, and he's kind of a dickbag. And uh, Apocalypse really does kind of rule the world. Kind of does what he wants. It's good. I actually really do enjoy it. And it touches on other things that the X-Men don't always talk about. Other world and the fact that mutants are everywhere, which is really exciting. 
There we go. Anybody getting Guardians of the Galaxy still? Number three. No. No. Okay, forever if we wanted. Well, now we don't want. Uh, I will admit, I think that rabbit looks cool. Uh, oh. That B cover's pretty good. Star Wars number four, Charles Soule, Jesus Sayas, uh, Catastrophe in the Clouds. Uh, Garrett, what have we what have you been thinking of Charles Soule's take on Star Wars? It's been awesome. I mean, I think, again, getting to this time period between Empire and Return of the Jedi has just been so much fun uh, to explore because there hasn't been a comic book that's really explored that area before. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, X-Force, number nine, Ben Percy, Joshua Casera, reap what you sow in the heart of South America. X-Force finds a problem growing that threatens to destroy everything that they've built and one of their own may be responsible. Alex, what do you think of X-Force? Uh, X-Force is still stupidly strong. Like I let One, this cover has a Jaguar on it. Excellent. My other thing that kind of gets me riled up is, I, you know what, we haven't seen Kid Omega in a long time. And not that that's necessarily a bad thing. But X-Force team has been really focused on Domino, which is great. I think Domino is a character that usually is underutilized. And after she was tortured at the uh, Korean laboratory, it's nice to see her get some redemption and for her to show up more often. But I'm ready for a little bit more uh, CIA stuff, which I'm guessing this one might have since Wolverine's around the cover. Uh, lost his shirt. Of course, we got to show those abs. Respect, bro. <laughs> I, 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 sorry. Uh, I'm so excited for all these X-Men books that I'm the wrong. I just... They're all good to me. You sure it's a jaguar? What if it's a puma? No, it's a jaguar. Are you sure it's Pumas not a, a mountain lion? Nope, still wrong. A panther. Look at look, look at those spots. Those I, are jaguar spots. To be fair, I'm not looking at the cover. So, uh, you're a doofus. Boom <laughs> Studios, Power Rangers team, and T number four, Ryan Parrett, Simone de Mio. Uh, they were right in the cover. Uh, it's a nin- teenage ninja turtles. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, as you've never seen them before, versus Shredder. Uh, no, really. Just imagine the coolest thing we could do with it, and yeah, we're doing it. Uh, Garrett, what do you think of the team and team? Uh, Power Rangers. So, shockingly, I have not read a single issue of this yet. Jesus. I know. I'm very far behind on that series. I've, I've read the first two, and I haven't gotten to three. I know, as you can see on the cover, what must have transpired is the Shredder got a hold of the Green Power Ranger coin and is now using that power, and you can see the turtles are actually Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm ex- I'm excited, but I'm also like, really? Really? And maybe it's excellent. Maybe it's the best story I've ever read. But why the hell would the turtles need to wear the Power Rangers outfit, other than so they could fight Shredder themselves? They might I'm sure hey, it all makes sense. Every once in a while, Alex, you need somebody to push you. And uh, that's what they needed to turn into turtles to fight. Oh, wait, no, they needed to turn into Power Rangers. <laughs> Power Rangers. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, uh, that uh, be turtles. That meme online where it's like the bad guy waiting for the, the Power Rangers to transform. I want to send you this after that show. Hey, because they take forever, you know, and it's just like it's the cat one, right? The cat one, <laughs> just staring at the phone. Yes, <laughs> ten minutes. It's awesome. 
Uh, those comic books coming out, at least the ones uh, we can speak about on the week of uh, 3-8-2020. Um, Alex, what do you think is going to be your pick? You know, I, I, it's going to be a surprise. And actually, it's going to be for the fact that you haven't you didn't talk about this one. Uh, something Killing the Children, number six. I actually did see I missed that there. James Tinney in the fourth, as you mentioned before, Boom Studios. Uh, what do you think of Something is Killing the Children? Amazing. Like this was the a supernatural book that I wanted, and when I heard it was only going to be a five issue run, I thought, "Oh, good, it's a self contained story." I finished issue five, and I had already seen that issue six and seven are going to be coming out, and it makes me so excited that this book isn't done because it is excellent, and that's why I feel I wanted to put it on my list for excitement because all I feel like I do is talk shit about uh, James Tiffany the Fourth, and guess what? He knows how to write a good book, and I love it. Hmm. Uh, Garrett. I'm going to go with Ascender number 10. Um, A, because it could look like Mila on the cover, but I think it's Tim 21. So I think we're going to get our first issue finally about Tim 21. No, it's very possible. Tim 21 from uh, Descender. Uh, Very good series. Um, I am looking for... It's a very rough week for me. Uh, I basically got uh, like two books. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to be happy because I got to catch up with a uh, family tree number five. I mean, you guys have been saying it's been great. And so I'm going to catch up on this baby this week. I mean, might as well. I'm behind. Nothing else coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought to you by RaymondComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comic books. You know, right now, actually, we're in, and this is going to tie in with the end segment. Uh, we're in a state of, uh, I think they call it a pandemic. Uh, you're not supposed to be uh, seeing people, you know, social distancing. And I saw that uh, Rainbow posted on their social media if you need them to do a curbside drop-off or delivery. Um, or did they also mail out, as I've been telling you for weeks here, rainbowcomicsandcards.com. Go there and get your comic books in a safe way. Even if you need them to get them together for you so we can be in and out of the shop and not have to worry about standing around and uh, possibly getting uh, infected, uh, they will do that for you too. So there you go, Rainbow Comics and Cards. Available in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, or anywhere online at RaymondComicsAndCards.com uh, for all your needs there. Alex, how's the weather looking outside? Uh, I sense uh, it, it's close to spring, but uh, the outside says no, not not so soon. So at least today, and I, I believe tomorrow, it's, it's going to look like spring. Uh, I'm pretty sure Thursday and Friday, it's going to look like the third round of winter. Uh, I don't think it's going to be stupid cold, but, you know, it's going to be enough to snow. And who knows how many inches of snow you're going to get. Uh, you never know. It's a depressing plagues up. amount. Mm-hmm. Alex, well, you... I didn't even know it was going to snow on Saturday last week. Oh, it, well, it, it, was, it was around for like six this. hours. It'll probably be yeah, the same thing here. Uh, Alex, you ever seen Creed? Creed? No. Okay. Not, not the first one. Garrett. The Marin Creed, yeah. this is spoilers for Creed, by the way. Uh, uh, Marin Creed, when he gets knocked down and he has all those flashbacks of it, and then eventually he sees his dad in his flashback, and he uh, yeah. breathes in real quick, and he gets up and he gets back into the match. That's winter right now. We thought he was down for the fucking count, and somehow got back up. We don't know how. Uh, they saw that groundhog. The last thing he saw was that groundhog. Uh, seeing it shadow, and he was like, "It came back to life." It said, "You don't, you didn't knock me out, motherfucker." So I'm back. Can't put baby in a corner. 
I did see it though, Alex. After this uh, winter storm, it is supposed to be a little bit of a, a heat wave and then cold again. So it's going to look like it's going to be hold, uh, hot, cold, hot, cold for a while. You know why? What we call roller coaster. You know why though? Hot today. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Hot today, cold tomorrow. Nope. There we go. The comic books coming out for three eighteen twenty twenty. As I stated earlier in the show, uh, this last week. Uh, it was kind of like this week, and uh, there weren't a lot of books that we had in common. So we uh, got uh, together and we said, hey, what can we talk about that is uh, still new enough and fresh that people can catch up and get into, and uh, but not uh, something super absurd and hard to find? And so uh, we, uh, Alex has been talking about this book called Once in Future over at Boom Studios, written by Karen Gillen and art by Dan Mora. Uh, it was uh, originally a mini, got extended to an ongoing series. Uh, the first five issues are on Hoopla, a uh, nice little uh, library of comic books from your local library uh, that you can read digitally. And since we are uh, uh, quarantined right now, we thought we'd read that and find you guys something to read. And so we read the first five issues. Did you read anything about five, uh, Garrett? What was that? You only read the first five, right? No, I read the fruit. I read all for six. Oh, you did? I thought you were going to stop at yep. five. Well, anyways, uh, no. I'm going to tell you this. I was okay. just going to check it out. Before, before we get into spoilers and what the book is about, I will just let you know two things. Uh, and if you listen to this show and you know what kind of books I like, uh, you can take this advice uh, with um, what I'm saying. Basically, look back and see the kind of books I liked, and this is how it's going to come out. Uh, two things. One, these fucking issues flew by. I, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I feel like they were 10 pages each, but they're not because uh, it's so intriguing. And when I got to five, actually, I thought uh, we were only going to read till five. And so I stopped and was like, OK, I'll read six when we're done with the review. Uh, so I am going to go and continue getting this book. Uh, so that's for what it's worth. That's what I think about it. What do you guys think? Um, I think that it's good, but I think the plot is a little hard to follow a little bit. So. Oh, I, I, I actually reread it for the second time and it was better the second time because I actually just read it back to back to back. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Alex, I don't I know mean, how you I read it all today. So I don't know how you read this when book I... issue to issue. It seems like uh, it goes by so fast. Well, that's the thing is that I I reread it going, oh, is this going to take me more than an hour? And it probably took me only 45 minutes. Because once you get into the book, it is, it's not overdone with words. Uh, Dan Moore art is a spe- stupid spectacular. Like, so good. Yeah, Dan, Dan Moore's art was great. I really enjoyed that. And I think the, the, the mythos and the stuff that went into this book, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't overdone for me, but it was enough different things that I thought was so good. Um, I, I'm actually just at that point, I just want to tell you guys spoiler stuff. Spoiler I'm stuff? I'm so excited for, well, for you, Marvin, it's going to be spoilers. Oh, for six? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll read, I'll read it after this show's done. Uh, but even but even the, like, just even the listeners, it, this book is so good. You need to, you need to give it a chance. Uh, Hoopla, dip your foot in first, and then buy the shit yeah the first five issues are on there and then i would recommend you go and buy it i looked at the uh the trades not out yet if you want to get the first five in trades not out yet it's available for pre-order right now but um 
I did want to say, Alex, oh, not Alex, uh, Garrett, uh, to your point, I actually do think the the one thing that kind of plagues this book is uh, the um, since it was originally a mini, it feels like at the beginning it's really fast about getting through stuff fast. And then eventually mm-hmm. it kind of slows down a little bit because you can tell that they know they have more time now. And so then it starts explaining stuff where before it was like, oh, we got to get through this. Uh, so it starts really fast. Uh, and actually, like, the first couple issues give a lot of information out. And then I feel like at the end, the four and five, it kind of slows down uh, and gives you the time to uh, figure out what's going on. Um, See, like, I love the first issue. I thought the first issue was the best. Like, I think it explained everything going on really well. And then they got, like, deep into the lore of, like, the characters and, like, all the bloodlines and the people. And I was just like, all right, now you're losing me. Like, this is just overly complicated. Like, it didn't. I think a part of it is you actually had to, and I don't know how much King Arthur-related stuff you've read. I've read a shit ton of King Arthur stuff. I love King Arthur. And, like. Well, no one one knows that because I didn't know that. That you really? love King Arthur. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, maybe that's why it, like, derailed it for me, because I was like, okay, there's the... Are we in the spoiler zone yet? Yeah, go ahead and we... Yeah, go to spoiler. Okay, so there's these two kids. One that's supposed to be, like, basically the avatar of Galahad, and one that's, like, the avatar of Percival. And Percival is the perfect knight trying to find the Holy Grail. Galahad wants it, too. And then they go to the the other world. They don't really explain how you can get there really fluidly. So I just think there's a lot of gaps in the logic of the story. Like I just what do you mean? The Fisher uh, King opens up the gate. The what? The, the Fisher King. King. Yeah, he opened it up for Galahad. But how did Percival? How did what's their His, nuts get there? So so grandmother had to, had to make uh, Duncan agree that she was essentially a father figure for him. And when he said it verbally to her, yeah, you were like my dad, it then changed the lore to be, now if she kills herself, or shoots herself, or harms herself enough, she can open the door for him as well. Uh, Yeah, I remember that now. I don't know. I just think there were some parts that were just really wacky that didn't really make sense. Oh, I think that's why I liked it so much. I was going to say, as somebody, A, as me, as like, I I know enough about it to know like the main things, but I don't really know that deep into lore of uh, 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 King Arthur. Uh, That stuff didn't bother me um, because I really didn't know. Like, like, I would say I know King Arthur. I know Excalibur. I know the Sword on the Stone, like the main points. But uh, and I know the names, Percival, uh, the Lady of the Lake, stuff like that. But uh, in terms of what they're supposed to be, that I don't know. And so by changing things, like every once in a while, the grandma would be like, well, that's what people say. That's not true. Like, you don't know actually what the truth is. For me, nothing was changing because I didn't know what to expect. So um, I want to go back to something you guys said at the beginning. Dan Morrow's art. I feel like uh, Alex said it uh, greatly that a lot of it, a lot of storytelling is in the art, which I think makes it great. Um, There's a lot of panels in which you don't need any dialogue to tell you what's going on. Dan Morrow really is good at being that cartoonist and uh, uh, making the action, your eye follow the action. And I actually do think uh, character-wise, like his faces are really great uh, in the sense that it almost seems like a fluid animation that you're watching. And eventually when you start reading it enough, uh, it almost is like a little movie that you're watching. Um, I feel like he changed it. Maybe it's just a colorist, but it seems a little more scratchy than uh, claws and stuff like that. Um, less uh, bold. 
But otherwise, I actually do think it fit it very well, especially with it being a little bit more mature than his other books uh, tend to be. I th- my my favorite character in this whole book was the the questing beast. Yeah, that was pretty funny. See, like I said, it's not like a horrible book. I just I think the plot was not all there, but I think like the action beats, the like comic relief beats, like I think that was all good. Um. And there was a lot of cool, I mean, yeah, Dan Mora absolutely killed it in this book. And like, that would kept, that's what kept me in it. Otherwise, I think I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. So I'll, I'll give the, the listeners a little rundown if they haven't read it. If they're going to read it, um, you start off at an archaeology, an archaeology site. See, it where is hard. They dug, where they dug up a, a scabbard or a sword. And for those people who don't know, a sheath. For said sword, and this she turns out to be uh, King Arthur's. Well, this lady comes to investigate to make sure it really is a legitimate thing, and it checks out. This archaeologist gets murdered. The scabbard gets taken, and this grandmother is watching the news and hears that stuff had gone down, and turns out that Granny uh, used to be a monster hunter. And it turns out she's still a pretty good monster hunter. Goes and finds her grandson, who essentially lived the life of knowing nothing. He uh, He's a virgin. He hasn't really seen the world. Sucks at dating women. Uh, Granny comes and meets. Essentially tells him, hey, bro, uh, you need to come get me. I'm in the middle of nowhere. And they start this quest to go find the what will hopefully not become the King Arthur who's going to have a sweet magic sword and a sweet magic sheath and kicks a major ass. And uh, so essentially the story is just trying to stop him without giving everything away. Cause I do think there's going to be a handful of people who, I think this is a book that you just need to get into and give it a try. Yes. It may not be your cup of tea, but you hear Marvin and he hates all things. And this <laughs> book was good. I don't know everything. I actually do think that uh, Karen Gillan, who is writing this and also is writing Die, which is another fantasy book uh, set in uh, um, set in a more uh, Dungeons and Dragons than King Arthur kind of fantasy uh, realm. Uh, both books, even though they're both set in the same genre, do feel very different. Like this, more feels like um, and and I'm only saying this analogy because it, the the action seems. As fast paced, it almost seems like uh, uh, Indiana Jones meets uh, uh, fantasy, where Die almost feels like it's more uh, true fantasy, where in the sense that you're totally in a different world. There's magic and stuff like that, which there is magic here, but a lot of it, like they have guns that they're using for the first couple uh, issues, and uh, so it's not totally 100% fantasy. It's more fantasy set in the real world. And I actually do think it works well with. Um, Kieran's sensibilities. Uh, he is, uh, uh, as a book that I liked by him was called uh, Young Avengers at the time. Um, I actually do feel like a lot of that is here. Uh, a lot of the humor is not too much, uh, but there is enough to keep you going. It's serious enough. Uh, and the action, I think it's, uh, they're nice, good beats. Like, especially when they are going after King Arthur at the first couple issues and they run into his uh, knights. Like, it's never... It never seems like, oh, like, how do they get out of there? That's stupid. It always seems like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I can believe it enough to continue. My, my, my biggest complaint 
is actually the main character, Duncan. Where each time Granny tells him not to do something, or Granny's going to take a shot, he steps up and is kind of a, in the way. He either trips over a rock and gives himself away, or he decides, no, we're not going to shoot Galahad in the side of the head with a sniper rifle. That's just not right. Which I realize is part of him being Percival. Well, I was going to say, he's pure of soul, so he wouldn't let her do that. that. That's not, yeah, that's not his character. He wouldn't do that. So, I mean, it makes sense. But I'm also, as a reader, going, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not too frustrating when you're like, yeah, a, he tripped over the thing, now you got to fight them. Uh, like, when you find out who he's supposed to be, and he's supposed to be pure of soul, and he's not supposed to be, like, the, the typical action hero but he is supposed to step up and save them. Uh, I think in a way that kind of works for being like an everyday man, uh, but still being believable in these kind of situations. So um, I think it's fun. The five issues, especially the ones that are on Hoopla, if like you read, there's nothing harming you from getting those five and seeing what you think of it. Uh, I do think, uh, like uh, Gareth said, the first issue is enough, I think, even if you just want to read one issue to be like, am I in, am I out? it's enough. It, it they go by very very quickly. How many uh, pages are they? Do you know? Yeah, I'll put up this hoopla and see. They're like twenty seven or thirty. Okay, and it did seem uh, fast, uh, and I think that's mostly because of Dan Mora's art. Um, really sets the pace for the book, where it's constantly like the whole time from issue one, uh, when Granny escapes, uh, it's constantly they're on the run. So the narrative feels like uh, you can't catch your breath. Uh, but it's not exhausting. It's, uh, I think, very thrilling to go along at that pace uh, with Dan Moore's art. I think any other artists that would be lesser and not be able to tell the story uh, via art and there was more dialogue, then it would feel like a chore. But I think in, and with these two together, uh, it actually works going that fast. So I, for, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. You say you okay. concur is what you're going to say. Fantastic. <laughs> no. Number one. You know what? Actually, Boom's been doing a good job about like this book and the other book you were talking about, Something's Killing the Children, um, about making unique books like this, similar to how uh, I always want to tell you the uh, Dark Horse comics that are uh, unique IPs and not just, uh, um, what do you call it? What's the book I'm looking for? Adaptations of other kind of licensed, licensed comics. Uh, so, I, I mean, on that alone, I would check it out. I think Boom Studios, they've been... Having a nice little for a while, they put it on their Boombox uh, uh, side imprint, and now they're kind of putting it on their Boom Studio ones. And uh, I actually do think it's a nice alternative if you're tired of too many like superheroes. If you want a fantasy book, it's like a nice alternative to that because uh, both of these people have done superhero comics, so it's not too different from those. Uh, like if you if you went from reading Batman to reading. Uh, Department H, I think that's a big leap to take. Um, but if you go from this to uh, Batman to reading this, I feel like you would feel in the same kind of environment because of that action pace that I talked about earlier. So, um, might be a nice one to pick up if you are looking to read, uh, looking to pick up something to pass the time uh, during this, uh, like I said before, pandemic. So, Alex, you've read issue six and Garrett read issue six. Let me ask you one question here. No spoilers. Like I said, I'm going on. I'm going to read the next one after this. Uh, first from Garrett, you said, is issue six enough for you to get seven? Uh, yes, but there's only one reason 
Okay, no spoilers. I can't spoil it. I know. I can't spoil it. And Alex is uh, six for you. Was it a nice? Uh, well, because it was only supposed to be five issues, right? Originally. No, I think it was originally supposed to be six. Oh, it was okay. So, as something that was supposed to be the finale for you, is it a nice treat that it's going to be an ongoing based on what this issue has? Um, because I think they changed it to be ongoing. It didn't feel like it ended. One, there is something else that goes on in this issue, but where I would have thought it would be done, I'm not sure if it really is, but I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so invested. As long as I know it's the same team continuing the book, that's all I would care about. If there was an artist change, it would sully this book, I think. I mean, depending on who they got, but it's the team that sells this for me, and that's what's that's already what sold me on the next however long it's going to be. I'd assume another six issues, but I'm excited for you to read it, Marvin, just because uh, of the thing that Garrett doesn't want to tell you, nor do I want to tell you. It's exciting, huh? Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting. It's enough to get me one more issue. It's It's enough to get you into seven. It'll get me into seven, but I don't know if it's going to get me into eight. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm just going through this book all the way through. I Hey, if any, if I trusted that much. If anything, to support Dan Mora from doing regular art on a, a regular basis, the guy only does covers, and then he was doing your Power Rangers book. Which one? Go Go. Uh, he's doing Mighty Morphin. Yeah, he did Go Go too. And then he dropped off, and uh, he's been he, he does claws once a year. The guy needs to he needs to do something. So uh, give him this book to do. Um. I think that's all we need to say about that book. Five issues, nice little package, Hoopla, or support your local comic shop and go pick up if you need it in paper format, as Alex did. Uh, but remember, please be cautious. You know, talk to your comic book shop, see what they got, uh, what options are available, uh, and pick those up. And actually, uh, to end the show here, and I know it's a, night, a little shorter than normal show, and actually, you can hear if you can hear, uh, we're not in the same room, you know, because we're practicing show, social distancing. How do you say distant? It's distant, Dean. I can't. I can't talk to social, you. know, I, guys, I, I might be dying right now. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, but it won't be because of the <laughs> pandemic that's going on. <laughs> it might be the stroke I'm having. Yeah, whatever you have. Um, uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, talk about quick the other options you have. Like I said, talk to your comic shop, see what options they have. But uh, on the other end, you have Hoopla. All right, and it has a lot of good comics on there. Alex just mentioned a second ago, something is killing the children. I believe the first five issues of that are on there, even though seven's coming out this week, right, Alex? Six, yeah. Six, okay. So you can at least get caught up to yep. this week, and then you can pick up this week's issue. Um, something that if you haven't, it's a good time. You might want to catch up. It's a bigger book, so it'll, it'll take up some of your time. Watchmen is also on Hoopla, so you can go pick that up. Uh, Alex Garrett, what do you want to throw out one pick each? We have somebody that can, uh, if they're going to be staying inside for a little bit, maybe they want to pick up and get through. Uh, I would say Criminal is on Hoopla. Oh, yeah. I would definitely check out uh, Criminal, if not Killer Be Killed, kind of the same vein, sort of. So both excellent choices. I missed the first one. Sorry, I dropped my phone. Oh. I heard Killer Be Killed. What was the first Criminal? One? Criminal. Good choice. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Scalped, six issue run or sixty issue run. I mean, long you're going to be uh, incapacitated. 
get time to read it. Scalp. I, I read the first 12 issues. Awesome. There you go. If you want something, uh, um, a lot of people talk about it, and if you haven't read, everybody ever tell, whenever somebody gives you recommendations about books like Batman and stuff like that, they give you the big ones, right? Year One, which obviously still is a good choice. Uh, Dark Knight Returns, which is still a good choice. Uh, we talked about it on this show. I'm not sure if it's available anywhere, but uh, Gotham Central, very good choice. But it's something I do know, uh, I believe, is on Comixology Unlimited and also DC Unlimited is uh, Nightfall, which is a nice long story. So depending on how long this lasts, uh, you could read through all of Nightfall, which if you're looking for something that is Batman lore, but doesn't really, I mean, when Dark Knight Rises came out, they talked about it a lot, but beyond that, you kind of hear it as like the fifth or sixth option, but I actually do think it is a nice, uh, story to read, especially the Nightfall, the first part of it. Uh, I think you're talking about earlier, uh, Garrett, Chuck Dixon. Oh, he's so good. He's so good at what he does. And, uh, who does the art on that? Uh, it kinda There's somebody, Denny O'Neill, I think, or something like that. Um, anyways, fantastic. Uh, Bane, I, I, you know, that's where I found my uh, one of my loves, Osito. Thank you from that book. And uh, little Osito hasn't come up on the show for a while. And so, you know what? Get to know Osito. Get to know Bane. Uh, I think it actually is. When you hear people <laughs> saying that, like, Tom Hardy's Bane was so different from their, what he's supposed to be, Read that and you can see where he is. And kind of gives you context for Tom King's run on who Bane is supposed to be, like the the power behind this guy, the the, the uh, intelligence, uh, and why he's such a threat to Batman. Uh, it's a nice long story, too. You're going to have a lot of time. So go ahead and uh, pick that up. But uh, like I was saying earlier, call your comic book shop, see what options that they have. You have these online options, Comicsology Unlimited, uh, which isn't that much. I think it's like 7 bucks a month which actually you can get uh, some of your digital comics at a, a discounted price also. Uh, Hoopla, which is free as long as you have a library card. Um, and then DC Unlimited, which is $7, Alec, Alec Garrett? Uh, I think so. I, I don't get it anymore, so I got to... Oh, well, yeah, re-up on that, baby, because I've been watching Harley Quinn. Fantastic. Speaking of Harley Quinn, uh, Birds of Prey going to release early. A lot of movies being released early because of everybody being stuck inside. The 24th of March, it'll be coming out digitally so if you want to pick that uh garrett said it was a good movie right yeah it's pretty good i think it's probably a top five to, well it's not saying much let's say top three dc out <laughs> of seven movies i was gonna yeah, say he's gonna right. be like top seven it's somewhere in that top seven um so that's coming out the harley quinn show on uh, uh dc Unlimited. i do think that is a good show uh to watch i've been watching it. it's it been fantastic uh lock and key came out did you watch lock and key uh Alex? Not yet. Not yet? Uh, Corey watched it. He said he Not enjoyed it. yet. Uh, did you watch it, Garrett? No, uh, I'm debating on whether I need to read the comic first or just watch the show and then read the comic. Um, I don't know. That's what you can read on Hoopla. Yeah, baby. There you go. What would you guys recommend? Binge Have read it, then it binge watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I did hear from somebody who has read the comic and watched it. And the show goes all over the place, like stuff that happens in later books happens in that first season. So if you don't want to get spoiled about, it's not just book one in that first season. So, mm. um, I think that's when you just got to read the whole damn series. The whole how many issues? Show. How many issues is it? Oh, I don't even. There's know. There's six volumes. Six volumes, five each, oh, about damn. thirty issues. I was thinking of buying that saga compendium. So there you go. Uh, 54 uh, issues. I support that. That's a good choice. 
But for Wednesday That's Comics, make push. sure you guys are uh, being safe. Uh, make sure you guys are, uh, you know, better safe than sorry, I will say. It's a little saying that I have. Uh, made it up just right now. Right, Alex? You never heard before in your life. You know it. You Better. First. No, no. I got two it's sayings. One of your, it's one of your two free. Yeah, I was going to say, you have two sayings always. Cold today, hot tamale. First 29 and a half years of my life. <laughs> cold today, hot tamale. And uh, better safe than sorry. I made both of those up. 100%. Uh, so make sure you rather be safe and be like, oh, okay, well, at least I was safe than not be safe. And then two weeks from now, I'll be like, I was fucking dumb. What did I do that for? So call your local comic book shop and see what options they have. Uh, and then uh, check online to see what options they have. A lot of uh, Image Comics just released 50 new uh, number one issues for free. I saw uh, Vault Comics also did that. Uh, Valiant, a lot of places are. So check out those social medias and and uh, uh, get to reading and uh, stay safe. That's all I wanted to say there. I just noticed that my shirt has a big hole in it, but wearing it all day, never noticed. Um, well, hey, at least you're not in public. I was going to say, at least I am forced to work at home uh, until uh, at least April. So uh, I don't even need a dress anymore. So yeah, you don't have to wear pants. You got to wear a shirt though. Yeah, that's what that's what the webcam only sees from once up uh, chin up. Are they gonna see anything else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you guys uh, for joining me on this uh, uh, cool Tuesday night. <laughs> um, this thing is coming out to you hotter than ever. Uh, uh, usually you get this a couple days cold today hot 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 right off the presses for Wednesday comics my name is Marvin <laughs> Bueller <laughs> did we lose Alex yeah are you gonna go oh is it me I didn't hear you. yes <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. let me redo it here uh, no, you, you, you didn't say your name no you ruined this whole thing let me let, uh, restart, restart, restart I'm gonna restart this you're gonna get, it's coming it's coming hot to you. Usually it's a couple of days cold. Uh for Wednesday comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. <laughs> and I'm Garrett. <laughs> Can you hear me? No, we couldn't hear you say okay, do it one more time. One more time. Jesus. I'm keeping all these in, by the way. Uh wait, 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 can you hear me? Yeah, I yes, can. Yes, we you. can hear you. You're just not saying your name. <laughs> but oh I am saying a name. I've said it the last two times. So okay. I don't know why you can't hear me say I'm Alex. Let's try again. For Wednesday Comics, my name <laughs> From Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey everyone. You turn on those pages. Make sure to sanitize your hands though before you do that.